0: Hey Welcome to the show. Are you at that point right now where you want something to change around your fitness and nutrition routine that after years of kind of dabbling around here and there, taking time for other things than your health and fitness, that now you want to do something different and you want to feel better, healthier and stronger. In today's episode, I summarize my mythology in the three ways to reclaim your health and thrive guide you may wonder why hike has decided to create a whole episode around it well i want to help you the woman in midlife design a new chapter and you know you hear this often a new chapter well it is once we're in midlife things are a little bit different we need more energy we want to eat different for our bodies we want to exercise different for our bodies So that's why I created this little starter guide and it's for free but if you feel oh my god where do I start and it seems daunting at times to start and sort through all the stuff that you hear on social or read about it on Google it's time that we take steps to reclaim our health so And this is what we're going to do with the Three Ways to Reclaim Your Health and Thrive Guide in Midlight. So let's dive into our featured content. I can't wait to tell you more about it. Hi, I'm Heike Yates, a fitness and nutrition coach with over 35 years of experience. I'm on a mission to empower women over 50 to reclaim their health, strength, and vibrancy, and step into the best version of themselves during this extraordinary phase of life. You're joining an incredible global community of women who have decided to stop dimming their light and ignite their inner spark instead. I'm thrilled to have you with us on this podcast. I break down complex fitness, nutrition and mindset concepts into easy, achievable steps that you can incorporate into your life today. No matter where you are, it's never too late to start. I sit down with some truly amazing people who've gone from tough times to great heights and experts who share tips to tackle your challenges. You'll feel supported knowing you're not alone in your journey. It's like having a personal support team in your corner. Together, we're going to change the conversation around aging, break down barriers, and reveal the true power of being over 50. So let's challenge the norms, take action, and say, yes, I can. This is the Pursue Your Spark podcast. All right, I want you to sit back for a moment and see if you can identify with one of those following women. The number one, are you the mom who's taking care of the kids until they're left for college? and now you're an empty nester and you have way more time to spend on your health, now would be the ideal time for you to find your dreams, find your passion, and thrive. Or you might be the career woman who has reached her career goals and fitness and health has taken a backseat because other things, as like your business, took priority. Now that you reached that goal... That might be the best time right now to get stronger, start a regular exercise routine and reclaim your health. Or you might be a combination of those two and or something entirely different. All you want to do is feel strong, healthy and confident in your body. Now, I'm a combination out of those those two. I'm an empty nester mom that is running two businesses. You may have heard about my Hay Life training business, which is my brick and mortar business here in Maryland, where I see people um, for Pilates, fitness, nutrition, and strength training for Uh, all kinds of conditions that they come to me in person or also on Zoom. And you know, because you're here of the Pursue Your Spark training plans and guides that I have for you in store and, and all that's virtual. But I also have two children and I was at the end where my kids left. And what is there to do? How do I get fit? Now, I was lucky Because I was already in the fitness industry and I know where to start and what I wanted to do and how I would progress. And you may have heard the story of that I became a bodybuilder and then an ultra marathon runner and finally an iron woman doing a full Ironman. But I'm sort of a combination out of all of those Uh, scenarios I described, like like I said, you may be something completely different, but you want to be stronger, you want to be healthier, and you want to thrive in your second half of life. You know, it is daunting to get started or to overcome confusion of the things that we hear because that person says, this works for them. And that person says, no, you have to do whatever other method. But what's really working for your body? We really don't know. But it's important to know that we need to put our health front and center. And before we dive into more of the guide, I want to highlight why it is important for women in midlife to stay healthy, strong, which brings body confidence along the way. Now, exercising regularly, and you hear me this over and over, has to do with consistency. But it's also, if you prioritize your health, you will feel a lot better about yourself. You will live a better quality of life. And when we're thinking back of the people in their 60s and 70s, or 50s, 60s, 70s, and whatever age, they didn't look so healthy. They didn't look so vibrant. Now we have so many tools at our fingertips that we are now ready to change the trajectory of how where we're going. So exercising, healthy eating, and a and a vibrant mindset is really important as we grow older. And thinking also about as we get older osteoporosis, heart disease, number one killer in women, and diabetes can lead to a uh, less than quality life. Having you on medications, you can't move around, the knees hurting, like when you think of arthritis, you oftentimes think knees, my knees are hurting, I have arthritis, and I have a knee problem, which I think I've shared on one of my episodes before, that um, I have a big time arthritic knee. So a lot of arthritis. This was a complicated way to explain it. But also meniscus tear and all this combined will set me up in the future for a knee replacement. But I am doing my darnest not to have that knee replaced as anytime soon. So then we're talking about the hormonal shifts during menopause. During and after menopause, we have so many issues we might deal with. And every woman is different. So we're looking at night sweats. We're looking at not being able to sleep, uh, brain fog, lack of concentration, uh, weight gain, fat gain. This all accumulates in menopause. And we sometimes think that that's just the way it is. We're gaining weight through menopause, but it doesn't have to be that way. Again, everybody is different. But when you're thinking about thinking health, well-being, healthy eating, a, a vibrant mindset, it is a winning combination to move you forward when you're dealing with these ugly situations in menopause and the hormonal changes. Also, you feel more energetic and more vibrant when you're feeling strong and it improves your overall quality of life. Think about all the things you can do when you're healthy. Don't compare yourself to your best friend, to the woman across the street or anybody on uh, social media. Everybody is different and I had this conversation with one of my clients today who's complained that she couldn't stand for an hour without her knee hurting but Her neighbor or the person that lives in her building who is 93 was standing there. She was zipping around. You never know. You can't judge a book by its cover. Everybody ages differently. We're doing the bestest. I know that's not a word, but we're doing the bestest we can to be healthier, to be stronger and use yourself as your your guide to what feels good to you. Also, being a role model when you're healthy and strong and fit doesn't have to be perfect. Doesn't have to be that you be running a marathon until your 90s. Some people do that. I had to stop running a year ago, but I was a role model for my kids. When my kids were little and I was a single mom, I dragged my kids with me to the gym and they went to childminding because... That's where they took care of the kids, and if the kids didn't like it all the time, but they were exposed to fitness, and during summer, they were able to go to summer camp at the different places that I worked at, and they would learn to play tennis and swimming and crafts and God knows what other camps that I could bring them to because I was working there for a reduced fee. Or in some, in one case, I didn't have to pay anything at all. And I was so grateful that they could come. But they always were around me, around my healthy eating lifestyle. And my daughter said at one point, Mom, we don't eat like other people. I'm like, why, sure we do. And she says, uh-uh. And I said, well, what do you mean? She says, well, all the other kids get chips at lunch. And I have to eat uh, an apple or a banana, whatever you give me. I want some chips too. And I'm like, nope, we're not eating chips. There's This is really not healthy for you. You can have some chips occasionally, but not with every lunch. So they knew over the years how things are healthier and better for them. And it still shows. Now, also staying healthy, strong, and confident has a huge uh, um, impact on how we feel. It reduces stress and anxiety and depression. If you're a runner, if you're listening and you're a runner, or a biker, or a swimmer, if you're somebody who really likes to exercise, um, you may f- know the feeling. we we'll talk about the runner's high. Or you have heard about the runner's high, and you feel just great afterwards. And I always said when I, after I ran, I feel that I solved the world's best, all of the problems I had. I felt so good. And usually my best runs were the ones when I ran really fast, I solved a lot of problems. But so it is with strength training. So it is with uh, swimming, whatever it is that you can embrace, our Pilates is so impactful when it comes to our mental health it is so much focus and we'll talk about a little bit later about Pilates as well and we also we're bouncing back from any illness way faster than the ones where we didn't exercise before and every time a client of mine goes on I own almost said uh into uh Procedure, I'm like, let's exercise before, let's make sure that before you go into your procedure, you are at the healthiest that you can be with nutrition, with exercise, with little as possible stress. And it sets everybody up for a much stronger comeback after any procedure we have. Now also, exercise and healthy eating reduce Healthcare costs, lower our healthcare costs. We can save so much money by avoiding potential health issues through proactive care. And I did an episode number 194, why regular exercise can be the key to long-term financial stability. And I put the link in the show notes for you so you can listen to this episode as well because it was really eye-opening when I did the research of how much money we're spending on preventative care, or let's rephrase that instead of saying preventative care, on the medications that we are taking to keep us healthier. Because preventative care would be what I'm talking about today, healthy eating, exercise, stress reduction, better sleep. So also when you feel better about yourself you resonate this to everybody around you people feel how strong you are people feel how vibrant you are because you are worth it to you to give yourself this the self love of treating yourself with respect and with love so these are all amazing benefits of Why we need to start getting the three ways to reclaim your health and thrive over 50 guide. And I interchangeably use over 50 or intermittent fasting. So, but it's all the same. We're in the same boat. So the three ways to reclaim your health and thrive over 50 guide is divided into three transformative parts and each addresses essential aspects of a healthier and more vibrant aspect for women in midlife. The first part will guide you through intermittent fasting, demystifying the powerful approach to nutrition, and explain what to expect during the adjustment period. The second part emphasizes the importance of exercise, particularly Pilates, in maintaining strength, flexibility, and overall well-being and a balanced body. And finally, the guide dives into the significance of self-care, and it's offering some simple yet effective steps to incorporate self-nurturing practices into daily life. Plus, how to create habits and stay consistent with your health and fitness choices by designing your new chapter. You know, I really love that word, self-nurturing as I'm recording this episode almost more than self-care, self-nurturing. All of my courses are based on the SPARK method and I will apply that method as I share the steps and how to implement the strategies outlined in the three ways to reclaim your health and thrive guide for women in midlife. So here's what the SPARK stands for. S is scan your life and assess what's holding you back from achieving your goal. Plan a bold journey by gaining clarity on the changes you want to make. Amplify your power and create a tangible plan to move forward. Rock your roadblocks is the R. When life doesn't quite work out and is unpredictable, we need to figure out how to rock those roadblocks. K is actually for kick. And I'm replacing that word because it's a little different by designing your new lifestyle. And these five steps apply literally to everything. In the SPARK method, the first step is S to scan your life and assess what holds you back from achieving your health and fitness goals. And this really focuses on you getting clarity of what it is you want. How many times... Have we said, oh, wouldn't it be great if, oh, I wish I could, or I'm not cut out for this. I don't know. Should I actually start this? So start by identifying your goals. Uh, these can be related to physical fitness, nutrition, or mental well-being, or any other area you wish to improve and that's all covered in the guide oh i'm so excited so we want you i want you to look closely at your current lifestyle including daily habits routines and commitments identify any patterns or behaviors that in inhibiting or stopping your progress towards your goals uh, what would that look like for instance you're uh, wanting to start intermittent fasting so you go through your fridge and cupboard to see what healthy foods you have and which ones need to go. So with my example with my daughter, I would say the chips need to go. They are processed, they are highly refined, and you can argue, but Heike, they are baked and they're much better for you. No, we're going to replace that with a vegetable or with fruit. But keeping it very simple, all these a highly processed foods need to go. Give it away, donate it, or just, just. I hate to say it because I hate food waste or dump them. Now, the P, the spark method for the P is plan your journey. So we laid the groundwork with the intermittent fasting and in the plan your journey, we're chained or we're clarifying the changes that we want to make. And Here's how the P-Plan Your Journey works. The step is all about gaining clarity again on your desired changes and creating a roadmap to achieve them. Begin with small and achievable goals. Okay, don't throw all the bags of chips out. If you went to Costco and you bought a 20-pack of chips, don't throw them all away or give them all away. Maybe most of them and keep a few. I don't go to Costco, but I hear that's what people do. Gradually progress to build the momentum and increase the likelihood that you're sustaining your efforts in the long run. Now, I'm switching a little bit from the chips away to exercise. So what would that look like? Like planning de- planning exercise on a daily base by adding it into your calendar. And remember, it doesn't have to be Half an hour, 45 minutes, or whatever you think you should be doing. Do exercise snacks. And I've talked about the exercise snacks before. Do something that is easy for you. You know, do some wall push ups. Do some marches through the house. Run around your kitchen aisle a couple of times. That's all is a beginning. These are all the baby steps I'm talking about. Don't laugh. Running around the kitchen aisle is something my son did. Um, he had set a goal. It's a funny story. I just thought of that. I'd completely forgotten about this. My son had set himself a goal two years ago that he will run a mile every day for one year. Now, at that time, they were living in California and the air quality was horrific and it was absolutely unhealthy to go outside. So he indeed He actually ran around the kitchen aisle until he had one mile. I have a video of this that his friend uh, shot. I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, I made a commitment. I will do this. I can do this. So he did. So, or you may set an alarm on your phone that says, okay, here it is. Time to exercise. That way you'll be more likely to get moving and start creating a habit. The three ways to claim your health and thrive for women in midlife includes the first steps to intermittent fasting. You may have been curious about intermittent fasting, but didn't know where to start, or it sounded really scary because you're not sure if you're cut out first. Here again, I want to mention the benefits of intermittent fasting because there are just so many, and it has worked for so many women. Um, I want you to started and we're starting it with non-intimidating steps in the guide. So many of us experience weight gain in menopause, but also post-menopause. Intermittent fasting can help with weight management, body fat loss, and regulating insulin levels and reduce insulin resistance, supporting a hormonal balance during that time. So no more cravings or very fewer cravings and no more like slumps after we have that snack when we had a high, a sugar high and then we go, oh no, now I need more. I need more of that. And your body craves that when the insulin levels go up and down. Intermittent fasting also promotes cellular repair and autophagy. This is the process of where the, the cells are removed or the unhealthy cells are removed within your gut And produces the gut produces new healthy cells that are promoting longevity and a healthy gut. So when you're thinking bloating, intermittent fasting is amazing for that. Also, intermittent fasting is known to reduce brain fog for women in midlife. And it can enhance mental clarity and focus. So I'm not going to deep into this because it is for beginners. And... So many women have uh, reported that they feel way more energized and have way more energy while they're fasting as opposed to going through this exhaustive insulin levels, cravings, down, up, down. It started boosting their metabolism because they kept their insulin levels uh, um, stable and no more up and down. It's really amazing. Intermittent fasting is also associated with reduction of inflammation levels, and that's not only for the gut, but also think of your joints and overall the whole body. I always think of when I think of reducing inflammation levels, I think of stomach, my gut, but I also think of uh, wrists, knees as we get older. And one of the things that's really amazing for intermittent fasting, it's flexible. As you work your way through the three ways to reclaim your health and thrive guide for women over 50, you'll find two ways to incorporate intermittent fasting easily into your day. The two approaches I've outlined in the guide are particularly suitable for newcomers to fasting. It provides a seamless transition from intermittent fasting From not fasting to intermittent fasting without causing a disruption in your daily routine. Because we all are, many of us are creature of habit and we want to make sure that, that we just keep doing our thing. By occasionally omitting a meal, you can organically establish a fasting period that doesn't feel overly restricted. And the method involves a 12-hour fasting window that also resonates with your body's internal clock. This um, gradual integration with intermittent fasting and will enable you to do this for a long time because it's not invasive, it's not dramatic, it's not um, affecting your lifestyle. And then you can build on that for more information, I also recorded an episode called "The Easy to Follow Intermittent Fasting Guide for Newbies." This is also a um, a blog post that you can read. But you can find more information about intermittent fasting if you like to read um, read up on intermittent fasting a little bit more. Now, there's some things that you might experience while you're fasting, and that is definitely. You may feel hungry because you're not eating on your regular times. You're not doing your three meals, two snacks, or whatever your routine is. I'm just making this up. But your body is accustomed to getting its sugar spikes at certain times. And although your energy levels will fluctuate in the beginning, they are very much likely to balance out as your body adapts over time. That's why we're taking baby steps. I know you keep hearing that. Uh, Sometimes you may experience headaches, uh, but by drinking plenty of fluids like water and herbal tea, you can help with this discomfort. Uh, You also may find that over time, and I mentioned that already, that you feel way more concentrated and focused because of intermittent fasting. And while weight loss, the weight loss may be, well, it's most likely slow. Which is a good thing because we're not on a diet, we're not on a crash diet, we're not on a cleanse. We're we're dropping weight like flies. Is that a word I would, could say? No, probably not. In English, you don't say that. You're dropping weight like crazy. Um, you will keep it off if you consistently fast. You will gradually lose weight slowly but surely our body fat, and it will take time. There's no like, in six weeks, you will have lost. Now, the symptoms I mentioned are, are common when you start intermittent fasting, but particularly for the ones where you fast for 18 hours and way more than that. But this is not what we're recommending here in this particular guide. So start with one of the two strategies in the guide and see how you feel. And then we can talk about going into more advanced fasts at another time. But for right now, baby steps for the win. Now, let's move on to Pilates. Okay. I've not said it in this episode yet. I'm not quite sure, but exercise is good for you. And I do say it a lot. It, Anyone that can find a few minutes during the day to move. And in the beginning, it may sound really overwhelming to choose what you can start with. Uh, But the three ways to reclaim your health and thrive over 50 has simple examples that you can start today. Like walking up a flight of stairs to your office. You may think, Heike, that's not enough to get fit and strong. But you know what? We all start somewhere. Baby steps are the way to lasting health. Remember that we're not racing a short sprint race. We're preparing for a marathon. But now a little bit more about Pilates. Can you tell I love Pilates? Huh, I sure do. And I've been teaching and practicing Pilates over 20 years. Sometimes people ask me, they're like, well, you're teaching Pilates, but do you actually do it? Well, some of the exercises I can't do anymore because of shoulder issues and knee issues. But pretty much, I do most of the exercises. But anyone at any age can practice Pilates and one of my clients is 93 years old, and he still does Pilates. A little different than what you see on social, but Pilates focuses on engaging, engaging the deep core muscle. It improves overall al- alignment of the body. It increases flexibility. It promotes better posture, and it enhances breathing. I can tell you how many people I've worked with that, breathe very shallow, or what I sometimes call pretend breathe. And when I ask them something, they go, okay, I'm like, you've been holding your breath. Yeah, well, pretty much. Uh, So breathing is also so good for stress reduction. Now, you need to know that Pilates is low impact and very gentle on the joints, making it an ideal form of strength training and stretching for women in midlife. When you think Pilates, you may think if you're a listener that has no clue about Pilates, you may compare it to yoga, which it is not. Pilates is not yoga, and yoga is not Pilates. They have some similarities and they have some crossover in their approach, but they have different philosophies and different exercises, right? Though, so when you, most people come to Pilates when they have back pain. When something's not right. Or they say, I got a weak core. And many of us think of the weak core as the front of the body, like the lower abdominals where we accumulate most of our body fat, our obliques that are on the side of the body, and then the rectus abdominals that goes from the sternum to the pubic bone. And, um, but the core is also the buttsky your gluteal muscles, your lower back muscles, your back extensors, your lats on the side, latissimus l- dorsi on the side of the body. So it's a whole package. And Joseph Pilates called this the powerhouse. So through controlled and intentional movements, Pilates elongates and stretches the muscles, promoting increased flexibility and range of mo- range of motion. Whether You do Pilates on a mat or with specialized equipment like the reformer. Pilates is a safe and effective way to enhance physical strength, flexibility, and posture. And of course, core strength. But you may say, Heike, what makes Pilates so unique? The Pilates method is built upon a set of fundamental principles that form the foundation of the practice. These principles were developed by Joseph Pilates, who happened to be German, a creator of the Pilates method, and are essential for understanding and applying the exercises correctly. You'll focus on the three C's of the workouts in your guide. There are many more principles, but in the matter of making it simple, we're focusing on the three C's. The first one is concentration. The principle of concentration emphasizes the need to maintain focused attention on each movement and the specific muscle engaged. You're asked to feel your muscles. And sometimes this can be really crazy when when I ask my clients, I'm like, can you feel your lats? And they look at me in amazement and say, sure, I can feel it. And I'm like, where are they? And they go, I have no idea. So. We're asking a lot of questions. So you pay attention to what it is that you're doing instead of just doing Pilates. And I sometimes say, oh, are you doing Pilates or are you practicing Pilates? And it doesn't have to be overwhelming. Then secondly, there's control. Control is front and center in Pilates as it involves executing movements with precision and fluidity. We do every exercise in Pilates with controlled, deliberate movements to maintain proper form and prevent strain or injury. So there's no jerky movements. There's no bouncy movements. There's always control if you are using a reformer, if you know what that is, a machine that has resistance with via springs. We, we're maintaining resistance throughout the movement. If you're doing the mat work, we're asking you to maintain connection with your core, with your legs, with your arms. So everything is always connected, which brings me to centering. The three C's are fantastic. Centering refers to the activation of the body's core muscle, also known, I mentioned that before, the powerhouse. These muscles include the abdominals, back, pelvic floor muscles, provide stability and support during Pilates exercises. So if you have a weak pelvic floor, Pilates could be a great support for you and your back as well. By incorporating incorporating all three principles, plus the other ones that you might learn along the way, but not in this guide, you can experience the full benefit of a holistic exercise method, enhancing physical strength, flexibility, balance, better posture, and just feeling great after a pilates workout in the guide i'll show you three exercises you can practice at home they're easy to understand and you can string them together into a little mini workout also as a resource i am sharing the link to my post on how to start pilates over 50 at home to get a little bit more ideas of what you can do and there's a couple more exercises there for you if you're like yay but remember Baby steps, don't go overboard. Now let's talk about self-care. Or like I said earlier, I really like that self-nurturing term. It is super important for your overall well-being. Especially as we age, it is so neglected. As life gets busier and, and responsibilities pile up, we tend to put our needs on the back burner. But self-care or self-nurturing practices are a significant part of how we feel and function daily. Remember that now we're putting our needs first. We're embracing new opportunities and we make positive life changes. And I have some examples for you in the three ways to reclaim your health and thrive guide for women in midlife. How about a simple one? Take a warm bath. It is wonderful. It's relaxing. It's You can unwind for your stress and you feel good and smooshy afterwards and then you're getting a good night's sleep and that's essential for your energy and mental clarity as well. There's nothing better than getting up in the morning and feeling refreshed. And practicing self-care or self-nurturing is not a luxury. It's a necessity if you ask me to maintain A balance and resilience in everyday life. Start with some of the suggestions in my guide. Now, how do we build habits and how do we stay consistent in with those habits is is really, really important because they are the driving force behind long-term success in any endeavor, especially when it comes to improving your health. So what is a habit? I know you've heard it before, but it's sometimes good to hear it again. A habit is something that we do over and over again without thinking about it. It has become automatic and part of your daily routine. And we, how do we uh, create consistency? By doing forementioned habit over and over again. Like walking 15 minutes daily and repeating this habit daily or every other day is how we become consistent. Consistency is critical so start small and gradually and build on your habits and I I got a message today from a running friend of mine and he just had his knee replaced and it was interesting because this week on social media I talk about consistency while on vacation. So you can see that this episode airs a little bit later, but that's still uh, valid. So he said, oh, people say that I'm rigid when I'm consistent. And he said, you know, one day I exercise, I do cardio, and one day I go to the gym and I do strength training. And people say I'm really rigid because I am doing this day in, day out. And I fist pumped him through the internet, and I said, This is fantastic, and it's not rigid. It is consistent, and you know how good you feel. So make your first goal so small that you don't even notice think oh, it's it's not even noticeable to you, like the fasting overnight. Think of it that you're building on those baby steps and they add to more and bigger steps in the long run. And for instance, pick a food you enjoy eating because if you don't like kale, you won't keep eating it. So maybe pick spinach instead and include it in your meals more often. If you miss the day and think, now I have to start all over again because because you think, oh, now I I... I, didn't, I wasn't cut out for this. Give yourself a break and pick up where you left off. So you see, by building healthy habits that you keep going or keep doing regularly to create consistency and follow some of my examples in the three ways to reclaim your health and thrive in midlife, you can take small steps towards a healthy, vibrant midlife, helping you stay on track of your goals. Now it's time to put our next step into action, which is A for Amplify from the Spark method. And it involves creating a plan to move forward, to put it all together one step at a time. So here's some ideas of how you can amplify your power and craft your action plan. So many women tell me that they fell off the wagon and they have to start all over again. Feeling really frustrated, but that's not true because, yes, it's true that you're frustrated, but it's not true that you fell off the wagon again. Because one of the things that I think about or the way I think about it is that with each failed attempt, you learn more about yourself and what works for you and what doesn't work for you. It doesn't mean you start totally from scratch and it's uh, all the things that you learned or you g- the, the things you've gained in the last attempt are not valid for going forward. I want you to believe in making positive ach- uh, changes and achieving your goals. Recognize your strengths and past accomplishments and draw confidence from them so if you said okay let's use as an example that you started intermittent fasting but you started out with um, 18 hour of fasting and you just could not sustain it and it just didn't work for you and it was too long and it was too complicated you learned that a longer fast may not be for you. So we're stepping back a little bit and going back to smaller steps or that you started out exercising, which is another thing I hear often. I want to get in shape. I want to do all of it. I'm going to start exercising five days a week and I do an hour every day. I, yes, I can make that time. And I just know because I know that person that this is never going to happen. So we have to be a realistic. We want to envision our accomplishments and our goals so that we we have a what's the word I want to use that like a vision board that you look at it and you say okay if I can dream it I can accomplish it picture yourself in that new body and how that feels and like I said, make a vision board if cut out little, little pictures that if that helps you doodle, if you want to do an online program where you can visualize or just write it down in a little journal or a notebook, what your healthy new lifestyle might look like. And like I said, women often start too soon and then you're frustrated and discouraged and. In the end, you feel like you can't accomplish it and you're not any good. And so that's not what I want for you. And this will not be you when you're starting out with my Thrive Guide. Break your goals down into smaller action steps. And this makes the whole getting healthy and stronger journey way less overwhelming and helps you focus on one step at a time, not five different steps at a time. Be open to adjust as you progress. Learn, like I said earlier, from any setbacks and challenges and use them as an opportunity for growth. Now, when you visualize what your outcome is, you may have to make adjustments based on your lifestyle, based on the results you get with this, or which brings us to the next step, are the R4 roadblocks. I want you to rock your roadblocks, emphasizing the importance of navigating and overcoming those roadblocks or obstacles when life just isn't perfect. You know, life is unpredictable and setbacks are part of the journey. Be flexible and adapt a positive mindset so you can navigate through those roadblocks. You know, like, for instance, you want to exercise and your goal was to set out your workout clothes every day so you know what to wear or for that particular morning. Let's just use that one day as an example. And you forgot. It's okay. you may have m- mismatched outfits, um, and that's okay too, but it's put a little wrinkle into the planning that you had, or you look at your schedule, wake up in the morning, look at your work schedule, and somebody put a meeting smacked up in your workout time. You may have not blocked it the right way, so nobody can get in there, and now you have to find a new a new workout slot) Uh, While well, some situations like the somebody booking a meeting into your workout time are out of your control, focus on what you can influence, focus on what you can change. So if you have somebody, uh, if you have a meeting in your workout time, all you do is you go through your day and go, okay, I'm going to block this off. I'm going to do it at 7 p.m. today. This is what, I'm, that, that's what I have to do. If you forgot to put on your workout clothes, so you just put on whatever you got and then tomorrow you try again and you do better. But I want you to continue to stay committed to your journey, even when it gets tough. Persevere through setbacks and remember that each step forward, no matter how small, counts towards your health goals. It's time to take action because without action, nothing will change. And now is the time to invest in yourself and your health, which is the K. stands for Kick Booty and Design Your New Lifestyle in Midlife. And... You hear me saying, design a new lifestyle. And that comes from my own experience as a mom that my healthy lifestyle was circumstantial because I worked and I taught classes and I got enough exercise, but I never or had very little time to do my own exercise because if I exercised on my own, I didn't make money. And as a single mom, that was a little tough. So I just taught a lot of classes. And I remember at one point, I taught about 15 aerobic classes. Wee, that was tough on my body. Remembering all the choreography and people were, when I didn't, like back then, step aerobics was really popular. And when I didn't do the moves with them, they're like, we don't know what we're supposed to do. And I say, well, I'm calling it. So all you have to do is do it. And they're like, no, we want to see you. So it was literally... Keep doing it. So I want for you to design your new lifestyle. Not your husband does that for your your girlfriend. Uh, I want you to fearlessly move forward with what you want to get out of this second half of life. Let go of limiting beliefs and embrace fearlessness. What's the worst thing that can happen? You fail and you do it again. Big deal. Midlife is really a time of empowerment. We're smarter than we have been. And also a time of self-discovery. What do we really want? That brings us to, you know, the S in the beginning. Scan your life. Believe in your ability to create these positive changes. Do you believe that you're too old to change your habits? Change your thought. You are never too old to change anything. Step outside of your comfort zone and take bold actions, aligning with your goals. Be willing to try new things and embrace growth opportunities. Do something different. Try a new class. Meet up with different people. Uh, Make self-care non-negotiable as part of your new life. Because when you think about meeting up with your girlfriends, it's oftentimes over wine, a happy hour, and you sit and you drink. Why don't you change that? Prioritize your physical, mental, and emotional health and say, let's do a class together. Let's go for a walk together instead. We can still have the wine afterwards, but but go for the physical aspect first. You know, Choose the place where you have happy hour, where you know that you can eat something else other than French fries and fried, I don't know, fried onion rings with blue cheese dip that just came to mind. Cause that's oftentimes a cheap happy hour dip offering. So you are in the driver's seat. Celebrate each milestone and achieve that you achieve on your new path. Acknowledge your progress and use each success as a motivation to keep going with your dream lifestyle. Take what you learned in the three ways to reclaim your health and thrive in midlife and implement one of the strategies at a time. As I always say, baby steps for the win will bring sustainable results. We want to bring about a healthy change in midlife and we do that with what we got because that's all we need. It used to be one of our running shirts slogan, All you need is all you got. Everybody's starting point is different. Everybody's dream of what life should look like for them in midlife and beyond is different. The goals are different. You may want to be fitting in last year's clothes. Somebody else will like, I just want to be more flexible. I want to touch my toes. The next person is like, well, I want to lose some weight and I want to tone my body. I really want to get some muscle. So everybody has a different goal, but also a different body. Recognize that your friend's bodies are very different and respond very different than your body does. So take it one step at a time and... and, and do what works for you and then and then technical term fiddle with it and tweak it i would love for you to share this episode with anyone who might benefit from benefit from listening to this episode and getting the free guide the three ways to reclaim your house and thrive over 50 if i'll leave a link in the show notes so you can download the guide if you don't have it already so what does it all mean, well, what I talked about for the midlife women that I mentioned earlier? Well, no matter where you are in midlife, if you're an empty nester mom, a career woman, or someone in between, taking the first steps to your health is outlined in the three ways to reclaim your health and thrive in midlife. Read through the guide. Do some of the exercises outlined. For instance, start with a short fasting window and do one Pilates exercise regularly to gain consistency and voila, you're on your way. Suppose you've gone through all the exercises and strategies in the, outlined in the three ways to reclaim your health and thrive over 50. I want to invite you to my new eight-week group coaching program, the Pursue Your Spark Blueprint. In this course, we build on the strategies you learned in the guide and move to the next level of your health and fitness transformation in midlife. I also will leave a sh- link in the show notes. And if it applies to you, I want you to apply for the next session. So if you're feeling stuck and you're listening to this episode, I want to know if any of the three steps or three ways to reclaim your health and thrive in midlife, resonated with you. I want you to let me know and email me at heike at heikeyates.com that you're listening, that this content resonated with you. Are you somebody that's been listening to my podcast and just stood by the sideline and just listening secretly in without telling Heike that she's there? Then I'm talking to you. If you are that person, I want you to reach out to me personally. With at hikey at Heike, and let me know what was your takeaway? Uh, how does this is help you get unstuck? Those three ways are so doable, but what we need to do most of is we need to take action on one or all of the steps so to get unstuck and thrive in midlife. So, my friend. This is it for today and I'll see you on the next episode of the Pursue Your Spark Podcast and I can't wait for your email. Ciao!